Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We're going to get to the show super quick this time. I don't have too many announcements or too much I want to hold you up with, but I just wanted to say hi, and I love you, and I'm thinking of you, and thank you for sticking with me and the Wellness Wonderland and the podcast. Hopefully, episodes are going to start being more frequent, bi-weekly, eventually maybe weekly, we'll see. Um, But right now they're a little bit sporadic, so make sure you sign up for my email list. The link will be in the show notes, or if you click on the album art, if you're listening on your phone, I'll put a link right there. If you're not on my VIP list, make sure you're on it. Um, just so you can get the updates and you can get the the newest show when it's up. And I have lots of cool things coming for you guys, including more YouTube videos and favorites and a new website, actually, and, you know, the book coming out April 5th, 2016. So lots of cool things that I'm working on, lots of writing that I'm doing, lots of videos that I'm making, and I'm just psyched. So this episode with Melissa Ramos is on point. She's amazing. I talk about her and intro her in the episode, so I'm not going to say much more. Other than that, we recorded this in the winter, which you will hear about because we talk a little bit about some winter blues strategies and tips, including the light book, which we'll talk about in the show. You'll hear about towards the end of the show, but that is something that I bought. I really did buy like while we were on the call, and it really helped my winter. I I highly recommend it. I'll put the link to that in the show notes too. Um, Anyways, yeah, I know it might be kind of funky if you're listening to this in real time, but who knows, maybe you're, by the time you're listening to this, it's winter again, but if you're listening to it at the time I release it, it's the middle of summer, in um, where I am at least, so that might be kind of funky to hear if you're in 90 degree weather listening to this, but you know, it is what it is, it's all good information, and before we know it, you know, I don't want to say this because I love the summer, but it'll be winter again. So have an amazing day wherever you are listening to this. And if you ever have any questions about anything you hear, reach out to me. Send me an email. My email is just my name, katydalebout at gmail.com. So yeah, you can get in touch with me directly. It might take me a second to get back to you, but I will. And I'm so excited for all that's to come. And if you want more information about anything you hear, let me know. I'm here for you and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back, everyone. I am on the edge of my seat, literally, for this episode because it's been months in the making, and I am so psyched to welcome one of my Instagram friends, favorite YouTube personalities, just all-around smart cookie, Melissa Ramos is in Wonderland. Yay! She's she's so cool, you guys. I'm sure you know her, but if not, she's a nutritionist, acupuncturist, owner of Sexy Food Therapy, and she has this high-heeled approach to giving health tips and helping people feel 
sexy from the inside out. Basically helping people live in their wellness wonderland. And she's just super rad. So she's given this amazing (laughs) TED Talk that's all about poop that we're going to talk about. And she's one of Canada's leading health experts and wellness stars. She focuses on digestive imbalances, mental and hormonal related issues, and she does these quickie of the week videos, which are literally my favorite thing ever. They're always so funny, but they also offer really amazing, grounded, helpful tips. So, and they're they're so engaging that it's just really cool how she breaks the mold and gives these concepts to be really digestible and pleasurable and they help you digest stuff too. So they're they're just awesome and I'm I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here, Melissa. Oh well thank you for having me. That was a fabulous intro. My goodness. I'm like blushing and doing a happy wiggle at the same woo, time. Woo. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be I've been excited for this talk all day. Yay. So okay. Where I wanna start is zooming the lens back Hearing your superhero origin story, how you how did you come to this work? And um, you know, I'd love to hear the story of how you got started. Well, I started out um, actually my my previous life. I was an ad exec, and I worked for some of the biggest global agents ad agencies. Um, goodness, for probably over God, well over a decade. And in that time, in my twenties, I probably by the time that I was done, which was Oh my goodness. I think I probably produced roughly about 40 different commercials, which is just nuts. Wow. Was it like it, Mad Men? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, you know what? It's it's actually not that far-fetched, I will say that. Do, do you watch it? Do, do you watch the oh. show? Oh, I totally watched it. I was obsessed because <laughs> I was such an ad girl before. Yeah, yeah. It's, You're like Peggy. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a little bit more sass, but definitely like Peggy. Um, and yeah, I was in that industry for a while and um, I wrote the strategies behind a lot of commercials. And the interesting thing was I actually worked on packaged foods, which is the complete opposite so of what funny. I do now. Um, and I really thought that I wanted to do that for the rest of my life at one point. And then I discovered how much of, I felt it was a thankless job in so many ways because I just worked these crazy hours and, you know, it just, you know, you put in so much time and effort and next thing you know, I ended up getting really sick and I, it was almost like it kind of came overnight where all of a sudden I couldn't digest various foods. And I wouldn't eat an apple and probably about three or four days later is when I would feel, you know, some issue that would happen with me. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what it's correlated to. So I had digestive issues. My skin was a nightmare. Like I had acne everywhere except for my eyes (laughs) to give you a concept. Um, you know, I was (laughs) probably, it was really bad. And I probably was about 25 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, and you know, I just got really, really sick and I started to kind of get a little bit interested with nutrition because I did an elimination diet and sort of kind of went on that journey. And then afterwards, um, to finish off my sort of health journey, I ended up going to a, a Chinese medical practitioner who, um, really helped me out. So that kind of came into the whole thing of like, oh, nutrition and Chinese medicine. Those are, you know, really great fields. So I studied one and I was still in advertising while I was studying nutrition, which was very difficult (laughs) because you're working on packaged foods and then you're learning about, you know, how bad it is. And yeah. And, um, you know, I, I took some, I left everything and ended up going back to school for Chinese medicine and like literally just glutton for a scholarly you know, punishment. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where that all started. And 
I definitely had some health issues even moving past that because I'm just so used to that old corporate life of work hard, you know, just work hard to the bone. And it's just kind of something that's been ingrained in me from, you know, my upbringing with my family, my, um, you know, my past work life. And it really caught up to me because I ended up having an ovarian cyst that ruptured and tore off a piece of my right ovary one night. And I hemorrhaged internally with blood right up until my lung cavity. Oh. And um, they had to do an emergency um, operation. They didn't know what they were going to find. They took out three liters of blood. Um, so by that point, like, that doesn't leave you very with very much. So blood transfusions and two weeks in the hospital. And it was quite a bit. So I've been through quite a bit from a health perspective. And that's the reason now when I talk to people about health, it's on the areas that really had afflicted me, which was you know, hormonal health. And that really wraps up with the second thing, which is stress, because those are your stress hormones. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, obviously, is poo, because I love me some shit talk. And it's just, you know, it's a taboo topic, but all of them are so interrelated. And I found that in my own health. And, you know, every single day, I think whether you're not in the health field and you're listening in, or even like yourself, Katie, or, or even me, Every single day is a learning process. None of us are fucking perfect. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's that that really sort of um, great place to go into your juicy authenticity and to be like, this is me and I just want to strive to be better and better every single day. So yeah. um, that's kind of was my transition from like old me to current polished Melissa Ramos 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Thank you for, for sharing that whole story. And it's it's really relatable, which I love. And something that, you know, the next thing I wanted to ask you is when you went through that journey, when did you know you wanted to share it and, and make it your business? And I heard you speak about this a bit, I think, in another podcast, which I loved. This is the part of it where I connected the most, is you said you lived in a house with a bunch of girls yeah. and you started yeah. a blog about dating and food. And so I'd love yeah. for you to just kind of start there because I just think that is like – the best thing ever, and <laughs> I, I I can really relate to that stage of life where I am right now, and I know a lot of my listeners too, so I'd love if you could kind of like unpack that a bit. Yeah, totally. I um, As I said, like I studied nutrition, and then I took some time off because I didn't know if I wanted to study Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was Chinese mm-hmm. medicine or Ayurveda, which is a very beautiful medicine as well. And at that transition time, I was with somebody who I was engaged to be married with. And um, we owned a home together. Um, You know, I made decent money at that time when I was in advertising. Mm -hmm. So we owned a home together. And then one day I was looking at my uh, back porch, which anyways, it was a back porch. And I remember looking out and and thinking to myself, this is not the life that I want, like, at all. And, you know, this is, like, the best ex-fiance a woman can have, but, like, I got to go. And so I'm the one who made the conscious decision to leave, and I did. And when I moved, I literally, like, essentially put as much as I could into a couple of garbage bags and got my pillow and then went back to Toronto. And then when I found a place... Um, it was really random because one of the girls I was studying with in Chinese medicine um, was looking for a roommate. And it was th- it was her and two other girls. So it was three girls in this home. It was a big Victorian home in downtown Toronto. And um, I remember I, you know, I moved in and I called it the estrogen den. I know. It sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, you know, thankfully I never waited for the washroom. It just, we all had different schedules. And 
but we were all from different ethnicities, mm. religious backgrounds, political views, like everything. So it made for some really good writing. And every single Sunday, um, one of my roommates, who's an opera singer, we used to have our own, what we used to call like our own Super Bowl Sunday, where we would sit down and watch reruns of Sex in the City. Oh, sounds so fun. Let's yeah. do it again. <laughs> we should totally do it again. And, um, you know, we used to sit down and doing that. And one day, um, you know, I remember asking the world, the universe for um, adventure because I hadn't had it for about five years that I was like engaged and so forth. And, and I, I, I remember I was in, I was coming back from Colorado um, on a flight and I was coming back home to Toronto and I thought, I can't wait to go home to sit down with Sarah and, you know, mm-hmm. watch, you know, our Super Bowl Sunday. And then I thought, sexy, sexy food therapy. And it just oh, came to me. Cool. And I thought it'd be really cool if I just wrote about my dating experience, which were absolutely a car wreck. I mean, and funny though, but like really funny stuff. And I, right now I don't write about my dating experiences anymore. Um, than I used to before. Before it was like, you know, a blog that was like sexyfoodtherapy.blogspot.com and mm-hmm. I was writing about my love life and these really brutal dating stories and how I emotionally ate the right way. And that's kind of how, and I was shooting, you know, photos from my crappy iPhone at the time, which was like the first one ever. And, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a really great time. And the funny thing was that I didn't, I opened up a little Facebook you know, fan page and I had two followers. And the next thing you know, people really liked what I was writing and it just caught on like wildfire. Like I was just absolutely amazed. And that's kind of where it all started, to be honest with you. Sexy food therapy just sort of blew up. And, you know, I had to to change quite a few things from a business perspective, um, which helped me tremendously. But yeah, it was really interesting how it started out because I, I didn't intend it to be anything. Mm-hmm. I just wrote because it was therapeutic. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly how my blog started and that's exactly how all the best businesses have started. You know, mm-hmm. it's just doing something that you enjoy genuinely and then, you know, if, if you're doing something that you enjoy, other people are going to see that and they're going to enjoy it too. And so I think it's just really being authentic and doing something that you like eventually other people are gonna gonna want some of that too and I think that's just it's it's really cool to see that story the same thing happened to me I was just really interested in and and inspired by spirituality and wellness and health and and all sorts of types of inspiration and I like to just be a curator for that and so I started a, a wonderland of that. The idea came to me on my yoga mat one day, and hmm. boom. You know, I don't think I've, the listeners have even heard that story, but <laughs> it's the same same type of thing, and it's just it's super cool. So it is because you're working out of an inspired action, right? Like it's yes. not stress or anything, and and really, like that's how you know great things start. And like I said, it so wasn't intended to be a business. It was just I wrote it, and it was just all my really funny dating stories of these people that I like it just yeah it was it, it was pretty funny <laughs> and that and that's what I'm learning now too you know with you know eventually starting starting my business and, and taking something that's just inspired action and you know making it a business so it, it can be both but I think starting from that place of genuine service and genuine authenticity of doing what you love you know I think those two things are the combo for success 
and it's oh, been absolutely. the case for you for sure. Yeah, it's it's been a long road, but I mean, like it's been it's been a wild one. I think is probably the best way that I can describe it. Yeah, I love that. So, <laughs> a lot of the people listening um, are are like me, you know, really into wellness and and probably been watching your videos and listening to my show, and they're into this stuff, right? So. I want to know one thing that you would tell them to really help take their overall health and wellness to the next level. What would kind of be your, if you could give them one tip? You know, it's interesting because the one tip that I probably would give has nothing to do with food or supplements. Oh, nice. Good. Which is crazy because most people would automatically be like, what? But you, you're a nutritionist, acupuncturist. Honestly, I think my number one tip for people, if you are looking to make a real change in your life, one of the biggest things I would tell you is look at your lifestyle choices. Mm. Because it's the one area that's the hardest for people to change, the hardest for people to say that they can control, the one area that people always just don't give enough credit to. So like things like sleep. Like, go to bed. I, yeah. You know, how you're going to sit there on your couch. And I'm victim to this, too, because and, – and women are more sleep-deprived than men. Like, I don't know how many nights I've just sat there on my couch watching Netflix, and there's nothing on. <laughs> but you'll sit there, and you'll sit there till like, midnight or 1 o'clock. But that's so brutal because when you start to get those munchies and those cravings, that's because certain hormones have been activated that now all of a sudden you are hungry because those hormones, you know, took – got into play. So I honestly would say that lifestyle, look at lifestyle, and I would say probably out of that, uh, sleep would be my number one thing I would say. And People might just, you know, roll their eyeballs to the point that it's fracturing their skull when they're listening to this, <laughs> but I, I can't tell you enough about that because if you're eating late at night, the chances are those hormones are, are all of a sudden waking up. It's like that little gremlin, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's a big part of it. And at the same token, you know, your, your stress hormones are going to be elevated. Um, that We talk about belly fat when that happens. There's so many different things that happen when our stress hormones are elevated, you know, like from a, a gynecological perspective, whether it's PCOS, which I specialize in, ovarian cyst, thyroid function, digestion, like all of that. And game. literally, it could just be remedied from like, just go to sleep. That is a perfect answer. And actually, the listeners will be quite familiar with that. We actually did an entire sleep week in Wonderland. And oh my we did God, a wellness right. Wonderland sleepover on one of our episodes. Mm. So sleep is like a that. huge, huge important thing. And I think that that is – I love that you said that because I, I couldn't agree more. Because it's the catalyst. It's the catalyst it really for all is. of it. It really yeah. is. Yeah, that's amazing. So, all right, now is the segment of the show where we talk shit. Yes, love it. <laughs> Not about people, but about poop. So mm-hmm. let's let's get into it. Why is poop a great indicator of our health? You can tell a lot about what's going on in your health, what's going on in your toilet bowl. I'll say that. If you are not looking at your shit after you take a poop, then you need to start doing that immediately. Your poop is indicative of so much. So, you know, when people come to see me in practice, I'll be like, so how often do you go? You should be going twice a day. If you're going once a day, that's still considered being a little bunged up, truthfully. And a lot of people don't realize that, but that still is a mild form of constipation. You should be going twice a day. So number one. Um, The other thing that's super important about digestion is that if you are 
constipated, if things aren't moving, if you've been under rounds of antibiotics. So if that friendly bacteria has been disturbed in your gut, then you're going to have certain enzymes in your body, one of which is called, it's a weird name, but beta-glucuronidase. And that enzyme, when it increases, it really impairs your body's natural ability to detox. So if your body can't detox naturally, your hormones can't be detoxed naturally. So then all of a sudden, those hormones start to become compounded into the system like estrogen, right? And we see higher levels of estrogen in cancer. We see higher levels of estrogen in fibroids, endometriosis, all these different ailments. So really, what I always say to people is like, you need to make sure that bowel regularity is a big thing because you can tell a lot about what's going on with your health by just looking at your poop. And that really is just like one facet when it comes to, to, to bowels is just the, the regularity portion of it. And believe me, I can talk about shit until <laughs> the cows come yeah. home. Yeah, that's it's. I realize how important it is, of largely from follow, being a follower of you and your work and, and your amazing TED Talk, which we'll we'll have in the show notes. But you know, to be honest, you know, I'm gonna get get real personal here. I <laughs> struggle with it, and I eat, you know, obviously a, a clean diet and sleep, and it's it's important to me, my my health and, you know, wellness wonderland girl doesn't poop right. But, you know, it's it depends on the day. And I, I struggle with that the the two times a day thing for sure. And, you know, sometimes even even once a day. So do you have any kind of it's so different for every single person, but Mm -hmm. some things that people can do if they aren't having those regular bowel movements like myself, and they, they think they're doing everything right? What are some indicators that you seem to see? Um, I mean, there's several factors. Um, One is not enough good fats in the diet. Um, Other people are not drinking enough water. That's the second thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The third thing is, is, um, you know, we, when we go on these sort of health journeys, we sometimes have this um, idea that we can, we expect results faster than the time it took us to get to where we are. Now, it doesn't mean that like, hey, it took you 20, 30 years to get to where you are. It's going to take you 20, 30 years to get out of it. But we have to ask ourselves for a little bit more patience. Yeah. Um, And we also are as good as who we've come from. And I say this like lightly. And I say this because I know my parents and their health struggles and I can kind of see where my health struggles have fallen. Um, You know, and the other aspect of it, when we think about it, is that about the estimate that roughly 70% of North Americans have a fatty liver. And fatty livers, people think that it's because you eat fat. It's not. Fatty livers are because of the fact that we're eating way too much sugar. And sugar informs, like, whether it's alcohol, whether it's bread, whether it's, you know, sugar as in chocolate bars, sugar, like all these different aspects. And that can end up clogging up bile ducts, you know. And that's a big problem because if bile isn't flowing out of the liver, then you're not going to be eliminating toxins. You're not, in Chinese medicine, we call it the free flow of qi. So the free flow of energy. And the liver's energy is supposed to move things through for all organs, including the large intestine where your poo is. So if your liver's qi, if your liver's energy isn't flowing smoothly and you're just someone who's chronically constipated, then liver work generally is needed in those cases because the liver is supposed to, to really propel this energy into various organs, including the large intestines, to move that poop out. Um, so things like that. And other people will struggle with it, might go for colonics as well. They're 
colonics are like enemas, but they're a little mm-hmm. bit more thorough. Um, but that isn't obviously a total solution. And the other thing is, is get yourself a damn good probiotic. And unfortunately, probiotics, you pay for what you get. But with that, I say this with caution. I'm actually um, releasing a video that I know that when uh, you guys are hearing this, it'll be out. But it's essentially, if you just search probiotics in my YouTube feed, um, you'll find it. And it's, you know, how to actually find a good probiotic. Nice. I'll link it below as well. Yeah, because we don't know how to buy it. Like, mm-hmm. we have all these elephant-sounding names where you're like, lactobacillus, acidophilus. Like, you're like, what yeah. the fuck yeah. does these things totally. do? Do you recommend so, a, a number, like a five billion, whatever the billion? Well, that's the interesting thing is, is that that's a major myth. People tend to think that the mm-hmm. higher the um, count on this probiotic bottle, the better. And it's actually a total myth. Wow. And the reason why is because, like, you're starting to see now, like, bottles that have, like, 50 billion or yeah. 80 billion on them, and they're, like, you know, 30, 40 bucks, right? That's what like, I got in my fridge. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that most probiotic manufacturers actually purchase their probiotics in bulk in generic factories. No way. This is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and that's a really bad thing because you're buying a bottle where you're like, are those strains really still alive by the time I take them? Yeah. Are they still powerful? Um, you know, and there's several brands that I like. My favorite one is from Natrin and, you know, Natrin is in, I know in the U S you can get it in Canada, you can get it. Um, but I like it because that's all they do. They only manufacture probiotics. They've got their own facility. It's N as in Nancy, Uh A T as in Tom, R E N as in Nancy. So Natrin. And it, it is a bit more expensive, um, you know, but at the same token, the one thing that I love about these guys, other than the fact that they've got their own facility and pass European standards that most probiotic companies in North America can't even touch, is the fact that every, beside every strain, it says CFU, so Kathy Frank Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> And that just essentially means that every that each strain has been protected. Nice. And that's a big deal because if you're getting a probiotic and it doesn't say CFU beside each strain, then how do you know, right? Right. So probiotics, a good one, once you take a good one, you'll notice a major difference. Nice. This yeah. is fascinating. Do you recommend <laughs> fermented foods as well? I do. I think fermented foods are great for sure. Um, I love kimchi, but again, I'm South American, so I love anything spicy or hot. Um, so kimchi is great. I'm not a fan of, um, yogurts only because I don't think, because I deal with a lot of, um, women who tend to be insulin resistant, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, issues like PCOS that happens, um, any type of dairy, even if it's goat, um, and I'm not talking about dairy alternatives like almond and mm-hmm. those ones, but dairy like cow, sheep. Um, although I'll have sheep every now or or goat every now and then, they tend to raise up uh, what's known as your insulin uh, glucose factor. And so it actually will multiply your insulin response by 300 times if you're actually eating dairy within meals, which is weird because dairy has fat in it. So you'd think that it would help to control your blood sugar, but it's not necessarily the case. So I'm not the the biggest fan when it comes to being like, how about yogurt? I'm like, no, I'd probably stay with it. Go for like kimchi. What about kombucha? Do you recommend that? Yeah, kombucha's great. Sauerkraut's great. Kombucha's great, but make sure you read labels. Like if damn thing has like 14 grams of sugar, it ain't good for you. 
Yeah, I do like it in moderation, a kombucha here and there, but yeah, totally. <laughs> with a little bit of vodka in it, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So another thing that <laughs> that helps with the with the stress, um, or with the stress, with the poop is reducing the stress. Stress doesn't help with anything. No. So can you talk about about the S word, the stress word, and just how that entire thing is just something that affects everything we're talking about today, just just like the sleep. Totally. I mean, um, the S word, so we're talking about stress, not sex, guys. <laughs> uh, so, you know, stress is huge because it's the one area of my life that I, I will say was the last piece that I actually really put together, the stress management. Because I would eat well, I would drink my smoothies, I would work out, I would do all that stuff, but from, you know, mindset perspective, it just it took me a while to really put that piece together. And again, that's lifestyle, right? Right. Um, but stress is huge because your gut is like the second brain. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if you've ever felt like nervous or, you know, if you've ever lost a job in the past or the breakup you went through. Didn't you oh, yes. ever react to that? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I'm pointing right now, but like <laughs> right down in this area I'm pointing, but I'm pointing in my stomach. Like I feel that in my stomach, like you know, that, that feeling of, like, your stomach dropping, like, when you're in trouble, yeah. right? Or yeah, something. and those knots, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely would be like that. And I'm like, oh, God, got to go to the bathroom. Or for other people, they get constipated, right? Yeah, so that's kind of my, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the stress response is huge, 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 huge on the gut. And even going back to probiotics, I'm just such a probiotic lover. But, you know, if you don't have enough friendly bacteria in your digestive system, your stress hormones actually increase. So, if you're someone who's under a great deal of stress, then you need to start taking probiotics ASAP. Because if you don't, your body will consume more friendly gut bacteria the more stressed you are. And the more that it consumes, the more deficient you'll become, meaning the more stress hormones will start to raise again. Oh, it's a loop. It is. It's like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Like we don't don't really know, but Stress is, you know, such a huge catalyst. And when you look at like belly fat, so that's like increased cortisol right there. Um, If your stress hormones are totally out of whack, and this is what I always say, like stress is like the root. And that's like a really heavy focus of my business because once those stress hormones, your adrenal glands, they look like cute little hats that sit on top of your kidneys. And, um, you know, once those are totally exhausted, the thyroid starts to kind of have to pick up all the slack. Mm. And that's why when you see women going, oh, yeah, I have an underactive thyroid, I'm like, yeah, like probably about 60% of you do, right? But if you're, not ta- if you're just treating the thyroid, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be chasing your tail. You need to also be taking care of the adrenals as well because it's a massive component to the puzzle. And, you know, every single women that I've seen who either suffers from endometriosis, fibroids, PCOS, or ovarian cysts, any of those, all of them have an adrenal component. Every single one of them, like, I'm so tired, I have chronic fatigue, or their stress levels are elevated, or their libido sucks, you know, like, all these different aspects. I love my husband, but I don't feel like having sex. And that starts to really take a lot of toll with a lot of women because they don't want to lose their relationships, but they really are just, they're tired all the time. And that's why I'm like, stress is a huge part. If you haven't, if you're starting to do all these different detoxes and all these different things, if you haven't taken care of your stress yet, then I mean, good luck on it, really. Yeah. So how can people 
really get a handle on on the stress and, and really detox from the stress? How do you coach people through that? Do you have any ideas for them? Yeah, I mean, like I've got uh, my program, the Stress Detox Program, um, and I created it because, you know, like yourself, I was on my yoga mat and I was, you know, I was best idea. Stressed. Best ideas come there, right? I tell ya. Is it like, like an idea that, factory? That's that's what they should really call those things. It's, seriously, it's like it's totally like an idea factory. Absolutely. And I was laying there, and I was I was feeling stressed out, and I thought, what could I do? I should make a stress detox program and it has to be an overall approach so you know I when it comes to anything that I create everything is a holistic approach because you can eat as much kale as you want and drink a bunch of green smoothies but if you're miserable about doing it and you're tired and your lifestyle still sucks and you know all these things are happening in your life then you're going to be a miserable person with green shit on your face as well as <laughs> and in your teeth <laughs> yeah and in your teeth so you know, the diet's important, you know, key supplements to kind of help you through because we do need them mm-hmm. um, to at least get over the hump. I have yoga tutorial videos that are in there that are gorgeously produced um, so that are cool. seven in total. There's meditation recordings. There's expert interviews about mindset, even organization. Like there's actually an interview about organization. Nice. And that might sound so weird, but lifestyle to oh. me is like a massive piece to health because 100%. like have you ever had it your place like super dirty and all of a sudden you clean it and you just feel like a thousand times better yes I mean honestly I don't even let it get to that point because now I know you know and I'm, I'm yeah. constantly cleaning it and but sometimes when it's really clean I'm like oh I get to live here now yay like yeah it's so it, nice it's just so much better like you that. know just like shifting things around in my apartment and my whole bookshelf actually collapsed on me oh no <laughs> like about three days ago and my dog goes running for the hill I'm I obsessed have... with your dog by the way it, I you know what it's like he's he's made cameos in my video and everyone's like I love your dog I'm like thanks oh but yeah and on your Instagram he's so cute. oh yeah you can find you can find Bodie all over my Instagram that's for sure so um cute. but yeah I had Hurricane Bactrina all over my, <laughs> my floor and I'm just like fuck but it forced me to like reorganize and you know there's a a level of stress that goes just because of the fact that that's Mm -hmm. energy that you're making room for so you know women have walked out of the stress detox program losing the belly fat they've walked out of the program all of them will say I have way more energy than I did before that's a huge one sleeping better Um, one girl actually got rid of her floaters which to me was like absolutely mind-boggling because that takes time to to get rid of what are floaters Um, it's just like those little weird squiggly, like gray squigglies in your vision. And oh. generally it's because you're not digesting your protein properly. Um, and it does take time and some people have them for the rest of their lives. Um, but she's like, yeah, I don't get those anymore. Another girl is eczema, the whole bit. So, wow. you know, I'm a huge proponent um, of the program because it's really the root base. Um, so actually, like everyone listening in, I'm going to be – the program is actually valued at 197 that you can get on my shop page. But – um, I'm giving the first 400 people um, who are listening into this podcast, um, if they enter in the coupon, um, which I know you're going to have in the show notes, which is just all caps, stress detox, 23 Katie, um, you'll get $100 off the program. So you're literally, Yay! yeah, so, which is great. So it's only $97 for people listening into your podcast. Oh my but- God, cool. All right, guys, I'm going to do it. Let's all do it together. 
Yeah. Talk about how de-stressed we are. This is going to take <laughs> Wonderland to the next level, Melissa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. I'm so excited about this. Thank you so much for offering that. Oh, my pleasure. I just think it's a really – I think it's a really great place to start. And literally every single thing I ever create, it's from both personal and professional experience. And you don't just get the nutrition. You get the Chinese medical philosophy in there as well. Mm-hmm, which um, I love. And- yeah, they're both combined together. They're just so absolutely powerful. Yeah. And it's interesting kind of the progression of this conversation because, you know, we were talking about poop, my poop specifically, and I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> doing everything right but still not with those healthy two bowel movements a day. And, you know, I think to be honest, it's probably the stress, you know, that, yeah. that needs to go. So I'm excited to to do the program and I'm excited that we that you created it. So this is going to be awesome. Fun times. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, all right. So the next thing I wanted to pick your brain about, many of – well, probably all of my listeners know because I've talked about this multiple times, but I had a gigantic kidney stone last year. Ooh. And, yeah, it was crazy. It kind of reminded me much more mild but of your story of having to have an emergency surgery. And it was oh, – wow. It was an insanity. So – so yeah, I was hoping you sh- could give us some wise words with Chinese medicine and nutrition to care for your kidneys, that that part of the body to, you know, anything you know about preventing kidney stones or just giving some extra love to our, our kidneys. Do you have any insight there? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to kidney stones, kidney stones, you know, if there's blockages that are happening, um, as I said before, the liver is still implicated in the fun- in the um in the function of all different organs. So there has to be that smooth flow of chi, that smooth flow of energy from the liver to all organs, including the kidneys. So from that perspective, you know, making sure that you're, you know, incorporating things for the liver will be really helpful. So bitter foods, um, sour, bitters more for the heart, but sour uh, foods, so lemon water, um, even bitters. I still think bitters are really great because, you know, you kind of like pucker up mm-hmm. um, and that sort of releases that that smooth flow of chi. Um, but from a kidney perspective, I mean, magnesium definitely is one. You're really looking at a combined approach of like adrenal health and kidney health, um, making sure that you're not walking around, you know, your place with your bare feet and it's freezing cold because your feet are really, and the ankles are, are actually from a Chinese medical standpoint, really kidney related. Interesting. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So you want to make sure that they're always warm. And even like, you know, if you always like, if you feel the, the back where your kidneys are generally, they tend to feel cooler than like the upper part of your body. Um, women tend to feel that way. Even like if they, if they felt their where their uterus is located, it tends to feel cooler than like their their chest where their heart is. Yeah. So you always want to make sure that that area is warm. Huh. Um, but from an emotional perspective, the kidneys in Chinese medicine really does embody fear. So what I would say to anybody who's um, you know grappling with that kind of thing, and even with yourself, and it might be something so like so deep rooted that you mm-hmm. don't even you're not even fully aware of it, but there might be a fear that's there. And that totally. needs to be addressed because you can never separate the mind from the body. Yeah. Um, and that definitely is an aspect of it. And the interesting thing is, is that when it comes to the kidneys, the heart, like, and, and that's the thing about Chinese medicine I love is that all the organs kind of, you know, have a role with one another. Mm-hmm. And the heart and the kidneys have a really beautiful relationship with one another. So anxiety 
can actually aggravate the anxiety, which comes from the heart, can aggravate the kidneys. Interesting. So if there's anxiety, there's levels of anxiety, it could actually damage your kidney chi as well. Because the heart, which is, think anxiety, the positive is joy. <laughs> the kidneys, you know, you're looking at, um, like, at fear. So you want to make sure that that relationship is strong. So I would address fear and I would address anxiety from emotional standpoints. I love that. So helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's super interesting. And I, a lot of stuff I had never heard before. You're so wise. I love it. Um, all right. So now getting a bit personal with you, I would love to know, and I'm sure the listeners would be super curious, what are some of your personal routines when it comes to food and health and, and some things that you're into at the moment lately? Well, um, the things that I'm into, number one is I'm really big on routine. Um, I think to be healthy, you really need to incorporate a routine. Um, I think that if you want to be successful in life, you need to incorporate a routine. A routine is massively important. So like the other day I got thrown off of my routine and I felt meh all day. Um, you know, today I got back at it, woke up at six, did my meditation, worked out. And I will be honest with you, I hate working out (laughs) purely because it makes me feel good afterwards, but I hate while I'm doing it. I'm one of those people who complain. Um, but one of the things that I'm, yeah, I'm just like, I hate this except for yoga. Yoga kind of rocks, but you know, all the other stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but, um, you know, a couple of things I'm really big into is when I wake up, I need 15 minutes when I wake up to just kind of wake up. So I'll meditate, but then I, even after I meditate, I'm still kind of groggy, obviously. So I make, I'm really big into lattes and I don't mean with dairy. I mean with, you know, a nut milk. So unsweetened almond milk. And I love, love, love putting matcha green tea in it. So like half a teaspoon in there. And a lot of people traditionally, they would put matcha green tea with hot water, but I put it in with almond milk And then you could put whatever sweetener you want. Obviously, that's not white sugar. (laughs) And then I'll put in about a tablespoon of coconut oil. And then I'll just, you know, heat that up and blend that sucker up. And it becomes frothy like a smoothie. Or not a smoothie, like a a cappuccino. Yeah. And I'll sip on that. And because, like, I live in Toronto right now. And, you know, for we have winter for almost eight months of the year. And it's just, like, gray and kind of gross outside. Freezing. And freezing. So I really am a huge fan of the light book. Um, So the light book is, you know, this little small, like, light that, you know, you click the button, it shines for 15 minutes. And it actually helps you to, A, wake up, and it helps to actually regulate a lot of your hormone patterns as well. Wait. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hold the phone. Go back. (laughs) So I've never heard of this. What is this? So it's called the Light Book, which oh, is spelled. I think I might have heard you talk about this in another podcast. Light Book. I got to yeah. get one of these. And it's just L I T E book. So not like light the way it's supposed to be spelled. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it improves your mood, it increases your energy, heightens alertness, you know, helps with sleep patterns because, you know, especially if you have like shift work, it can be challenging. I like the light book because it's small. Like some of them, they make you, they, some like light books, they look like you have to put them on your head and wear them like a helmet. And I'm like, I'm not wearing, <laughs> like, um, but this is great because, you know, you can, 
take it with you if you're traveling. So like jet lag is really great. Um, so, you know, I do find it really great for the winter blues, um, you know, because about, they say about 25% of North Americans experience winter blues, but honestly, I would say that that statistic is way higher, um, most definitely. And I, you know, I think that it's a, it's one of my favorite things about, um, you know, my mornings is my routine, my light book and my, my, you know, dairy free latte, I think are, are my biggest things that I'm really, really, really big into right now. That's, that's so funny. I, I don't know if you know this, but my, my signature question on the show, and it's perfect because you just read my mind, but I always ask people to walk us through their morning and evening routines. And we'll get to your evening in a minute, but <laughs> I have more to, to, to latch onto on the morning. But it's so perfect that, that because routines are so important to me in, in my work, especially starting your day out in a certain way that affects especially how... Especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and, and how the rest of your day goes. It's really important. So... Okay, quickly on the light book though. So you have you <laughs> yeah. have this light book and yeah. how how do you use it exactly? So you 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 wake up, you meditate, have your latte and then do you just you put it on like your your table and just sit looking at it for a bit? Do you just like read or Yeah, so I put it on a 45 um degree angle. And so like it's sitting on my desk. I have my latte I'm, you know, scheduling some of my social media. I pro- I probably shouldn't be doing that like that early in the morning. Like I should probably like kind of, you know, work out and then do it after. But as I'm sitting there, this thing's on a timer. So the light's shining only for 15 minutes. So I know that I've got 15 minutes to just kind of like wake up. Nice. And that could be like scrolling through my Facebook or checking my reading, emails, but like whatever. reading, whatever. Journaling. But it's at a, yeah, like it's a 45 degree angle that you just kind of put this little light on your desk and you do your thing and it's, it's, it's great, you know? Um, so I, I find it really, 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 really helpful, um, for myself. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I honestly can't live without because even when I travel time zones, that kind of thing, it's small enough that you could just pack up with you. Oh my God. This is so amazing. I already found it on Amazon. I'm buying it right now. You (laughs) should be an affiliate for them. I should totally be an affiliate for them. And yeah, this is amazing. I'm, I can't wait to get it. So it comes on a stand. So you just put it right on your thing and yeah, it's, 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 uh, I wonder if we're looking at the same thing. It's light book. So L I T E book.com okay and um the one that i know the one that i have um but mine's like a, a little blue one i think they've probably got different models they've got light book edge now and all these different um mm-hmm. types but um you know i think i just have the, the regular one regular but, one yeah but i mean i'm sure that they're all great it's so but cool. it's, i'll link below to for everyone but that's definitely a, a big one that one in my lattes because even at 3 p.m you know after i work out i take the dog out come back, I shower and, you know, get to my desk. And I'm really big on, um, the scrum method. <laughs> so scrum, scrum, S C R U M as in Melissa. So the scrum method was developed for a lot of people who, um, you know, for big corporations and it's a productivity, um, thing that people do. So you've got a big whiteboard, you've got one column that says backlog, you've got a middle column that says doing, and then you've got a third column that says done. So I literally will put a bunch of sticky notes and every single, like for your board, it's only one project per board, which they call sprints. So for me, you know, when I'm working on a program, for example, I will write down every single task 
one task per sticky note and I will stick it on the backlog section. section. And then as I'm doing something, you can only do one thing at a time because that's how you're productive when it comes to the scrum method and you put one sticky note in your doing section and when you're done, you put it to done. But every single sticky note has a time associated to it. So it took either 10 minutes, an hour, or whatever. So you can prioritize how you're, you're going about it. And I find that's a really incredible productivity tool for me when it comes to getting my stuff done. Cool. I love that. Yeah. So that's a huge one. You know, I'll do my work and then um, like I'm at home for because I work my, 90% right. of my business is at home. And then afterwards I take the dog out and luckily having a dog actually forces me to get outside. <laughs> So that's a huge thing. And yeah, I think, you know, in the evening at some point or another, like I have a really hard time shutting down for the night. Um, I don't know about you, but like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll check Instagram and yeah. <laughs> go back on Facebook and it's nine o'clock at night. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, preaching so, to the choir. Yeah. So I try to, I try to shut things down by about like 10. And I think probably the latest I'm in bed is 11.30, 12 is like latest, latest. But at one point I was going to bed at like 2, 3. Oh, like, man. I was editing my own videos for five years and I would go to bed and my partner would look at me and he'd say, what time is it? And I'm like, it's 7. And he's like, are you just coming to bed now? And I'm like, yep. And oh, I did that for five gosh. years. Wow. So, I'm so yeah. glad you have help now. Oh, yeah. But you're an amazing <laughs> so video I. editor because I love the way you edit your videos. I learned so much from it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 my videos are all scripted. So he literally, I, I edit them myself by way of like how they're on the script. Right. And so he knows exactly how to edit it because that's how I tell him how to edit it. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's amazing. And, you know, everyone who's listening remembers from our, our Wellness Wonderland Sleepover podcast that that screen exposure um, if you can limit that, but and again, I, 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 you know, Melissa, I'm I'm on Instagram, you know, <laughs> past nine sometimes myself, but I try to to you know limit that screen exposure in the evenings as much as possible, and I even have these special orange glasses which I can I can link to below that actually you know if I do need to get a blog post out or I do need to to follow up on a podcast or something, I wear these orange beta blockers and they block some of that harmful blue light which which can be helpful. But again, best And I bet you look super work. sexy when you I doing. look I mean amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're so goofy looking. I can't even yeah. So goofy. Uh, I had to throw that in there. Totally. Um well, amazing. So we already went through your evening routine. So uh, another thing I'm curious about, how do you balance your relationships with this lifestyle that that we lead and balancing wanting to give people this information that we're so passionate about without being too preachy and without, you know, getting on people's nerves? How do you kind of balance that? So how do I balance my my relationship with my partner or how do I balance like the, how I, how I communicate with people? Both would be interesting actually. (laughs) Um, well the first thing when it comes to like people in my tribe, um, I always wanted to make sure that I was as authentic as possible. So people will hear a lot about personal stories of mine. Um, and I feel that that's important just because of the fact that before I got in this industry, I found the industry to be actually quite unattainable. Um, people, a lot of practitioners I saw in the industry kind of came across as very holier than thou sort of thing mm-hmm. and, you know, super perfect or t- very hippie. And, you know, if I didn't eat or do certain things, like, 
the way that they were preaching it, then I would be, you know, an outcast or I would be looked down on or I would be judged. And I don't want people to feel that way. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I realize that people, you know, might drink too much one night and they might get hung over. Yes. Um, that's a reality. And I want people to feel like this is attainable and it's attainable for anybody. So I think that there are different practitioners for different people. And the people who t- generally come to see me want to fix whether it's their digestion, um, manage their stress, or their gynecological issues. But they know that they know that they're going to feel comfortable because I will be their biggest cheerleader, but I also will be a major ass kicker as well. But I'm just really. I try to come across as just upfront and as real as possible. Um, so I always want to make sure that my messaging is is portrayed that way for sure. Um, and from you know a relationship perspective, I'm not going to lie. Like it has been, we've had some really hard times at some points because, you know, from a Chinese astrological perspective, I'm the year of the horse. So it's like I can have blinders on and it's just go. Like I, I am too. I am. Are too. you? Yeah. Wicked, were you born in 78? No, I was born in 90. Oh, my God. I'm just like, now now everyone knows how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But we're the same. That that totally makes sense because I connect with you so much. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, that, that sign, and I think even just generally, even just entrepreneurs, like, this is your business. Like, you can... You can insult what I'm wearing for the day, but you insult my business and demo some fighting words. Like, that's <laughs> a baby. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I just love what I do so much, and I put so much into everything I do, and I really give it my all. But, you know, I have blinders on, and when I do, that, you know, I end up neglecting some people in my life, which, yeah. you know, I can't do. And so I've learned a lot from that, and we've had many arguments about it, and it's like, hey, I don't want to be your roommate. Like, we need to, like... Mm-hmm do stuff like have sex, for example, right? Yeah. And it's cool. So, you know, one of the ways that I, I find balance with that is we actually have to, because we have opposite schedules, is we schedule date nights. And yeah. we make sure that we do that on a weekly basis. And I really believe that if you're in a relationship, um, I do believe that it's not 50-50. I believe it's 60-40. Um, and I believe that if both partners believe that it's 60-40, then you'll always be giving a little bit more, which means that you both will end up reaping the benefits. Oh, I so, love that. I've never heard that articulated yes. that way, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, because people are like, well, you're giving too much of yourself. I'm like, no, but if he's like that too, then you're both kind of winning, right? Yeah. And the problem that I see with people these days, whether it's their own business or whether it's like they have a baby or what have you, all of a sudden it's like the partner gets forgotten about mm-hmm. really fast. And that's the one thing. It's like you have to make sure that you keep doing little things. Thought is bigger than anything. Like I don't care about the fancy dinners and all those things, although they're nice, but like small things like I'll leave like little notes in his pocket or like one time I put post-it notes because I have so many post-it notes I put post-it notes like in places like when he lifted the toilet seat there was a there was a post-it note you know and like in all these little small things and it's just thought and I, I hear a lot of women complaining about like well you know he doesn't do this for me anymore and he doesn't do that for me and I'm like well stop speaking out of a place of lack and start speaking out of a place of abundance whereas yes. if he's not doing this stuff for you then why don't you try to to do the things that you want from him 
do it for him and you're going to see how it actually is going to come back in return and start to look for things that you are actually grateful for. Because believe me, I was in the same boat where I'm like, oh, he doesn't do this for me anymore. And he used to do this in the first month we were dating and he doesn't do that. But like, it's mindset, man. Like it really, you have to change things around as much as possible. And, you know, three years going strong and, you know, we're in a great relationship, but I'm 36 and like I didn't start dating him until I was, you know, just just turning 34. And that's a like it, for me at that point I'm like am I ever going to find somebody? <laughs> like I dated so much. But when I did, at least I kind of really understood um what I wanted from relationships and how and the level of maturity that I think that they require. Wow, this has been my favorite part of this conversation. <laughs> this is so helpful and I think you're you're so right, and I've experienced that in my own life, especially, you know, as not even just entrepreneurs, but any women who are passionate about what they do. I think you're you're right. It's it's kind of the first thing to go, and it's also the worst thing to go because it's so important. You you have an interview um, with Kim Anami, and I'm actually mm-hmm. in her class, but she her work is really centered around. Um, and she's actually going to come on the podcast. But anyways, her work is centered around how important our sexuality and our being connected with our femininity is for all of the areas of our life and and all of our general wellness and all the things we've been talking about here. So it's just really important. And I love that you broke it down in, in that way. And it's, you know, when you're looking for fault, you're going to get fault. But if you give what you want to get back you'll you'll get that back and that was just articulated so beautifully yeah and I think that at the end of the day it's just stop focusing on how things are lacking in your life and start finding things that you're super grateful for it was like almost a a light switch kind of just clicked on for me at one point and I remember that moment because when I would walk the dog it was just like I saw the world differently than I used to. And that made a huge difference in terms of my day. It doesn't mean I don't have bad days now, but the way that I live my life now is completely different. Mindset, lifestyle, so huge. Everyone just is so focused on green smoothies and supplements. And I'm yeah. like, it's more than just that, guys. Like, And the yes. second that you understand that, then things really start to shift. Yeah, and that was really the last kind of topic before the quick fires that I wanted to, to talk about with you, and you've mentioned it throughout, but you know, a big part of my work is as we go more into this trend of health and wellness and green juice and, and all of that, it's it's very, very easy and it's a very slippery slope, which, you know, my listeners know as well, that can turn into something very unhealthy. And mm-hmm. you know, for me it turned into an eating disorder. So you know, how do you really focus when you're you're doing this work and explaining these concepts on still making sure people enjoy food and have pleasure with food and not get too dogmatic about all of this stuff? I think that people just have to, like, you know, we're always striving for, for balance. Um, and the reality is, is that we're never going to have perfect balance because yes. um, it's always in flux. It's always going to be shifting. It's just a matter of trying to roll with it as much as possible. But you don't have to be perfect all the time. If you're obsessing about it, then it's really not worth it because it's doing more detriment than anything. Like I've seen, yeah, totally. Like I see, you know, practitioners out there that I know of and no names mentioned, but that are absolutely militant about it. And I'm like. I know that when I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I had, you know, 
two, three glasses of wine, you know, certain eyebrows will, will look at me funny or whatever the case is. And I'm just like, come the heck on. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that we have to stop trying so hard um, with like making everything so perfect and kind of getting a little bit more in terms of acceptance, I think is, is a really huge part. Yeah. And pleasure. It's, it's so important. And that's why I love your recipes and your videos, because there is not one thing that doesn't also speak to your senses. Like it's super healthy and amazing, but you have the most amazing puddings and, you know, like seaweed wraps and just so many cool recipes in your videos and like your lattes that you described that all taste amazing. And that's what you spoke about of like emotional eating the right way. Like emotional eating isn't inherently wrong. You know, it's a coping mechanism and Mm -hmm. there are worse coping mechanisms. You know, you could... You could shoot heroin or you could like eat a cacao smoothie. You know, it's like totally there's there. It's a spectrum. And I think just honoring those needs in a, in a healthy way is, is so beautiful. One of my favorite things about your work. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So you ready for some quick correct questions? I Elsa? am. I am. And right. Hopefully I do OK on this one. <laughs> Stretch it out. You ready? Uh, yeah. OK, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Favorite color? Green, believe it or not. Nice. Favorite yoga pose? Ooh, um, I don't know that the the Indian names for them. Um, That's okay. Shit, um, it's this. Oh, okay. You know what? Favorite yoga pose. I'll make this simple on myself. It's uh, I love inversions, mm-hmm. and I love the inversion where I'm uh, on my forearms. Oh yeah, didn't you do a? You had an Instagram about this, I think. Yeah, so I'm like, I love, I love inversions because they get all the blood rushing to your head. Yeah. So it's really great for like a midday, like I gotta like wake up kind of thing. Totally. Those are great. <laughs> I always say in my class, it's a, it's like a cup of coffee. It's an energy totally. Too. Um, yeah, I totally double tapped that post of yours. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite day of the week. Favorite day of the week. Hump day. Yes, duh. <laughs> Hump favorite day. hour of the day. Ooh, favorite hour of the day. Um, ooh, uh, shit. I think it's either. Um, I think it's either a cross between. This is really weird because I never used to be a morning person, but now I find that probably at around like nine, I'm happy because I I got all my shit done. Like I got my my workout done. It's all done. Yeah. So I'd probably say that. But it's kind of like a tie between like ten because ten o'clock is when I just chill and it's just me. Hmm. So it's a tie. Yeah. Tie. That's that's good. Um, favorite vegetable? Ooh, um, I want to say probably zucchini. Mm, yeah, it's so versatile. Yeah, either zucchini or cauliflower. Both are just so ridiculously versatile. And I love grilled zucchini. Like, I can eat that forever. Yeah, and zucchini <laughs> pasta. So yes. Um, favorite fruit? Papaya. Even Yum. though some people told me that it tastes like puke. So when oh, I heard that. Oh, it's so good. People are like, it tastes like puke. And I'm like, oh, no. And, Don't and, say that. In your video, you can use the seeds and make them like pepper. I learned that. Yeah, it, it looks like a vagina. Yeah, <laughs> like crack it open. It looks like a vagina. So I mean, funny. that I'm not saying that for any reason because I like vagina. Although it's okay if you like vagina, uh, yeah. <laughs> like it does kind of look like it. But I love, I love papaya. It's I also do too. great, versatile because the seeds and amazing just from a digestive standpoint. So and it's good for your skin. I heard right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's in. Uh, Chinese medicine, it's actually one of the few um, warming fruits. So, because mm. fruits generally tend to be cold, and uh, papaya has is a warming fruit. So that's actually quite nice. Fascinating. Yeah, that's a big thing I struggle with being cold all the time. I mean, 
part of that is just where I live. But yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, favorite herb to work with, Chinese herb? Um, it's like picking your children. Yeah, um, I probably would say my favorite Chinese herb. I probably would say astragalus, which is huangqi. Um, I like it because for several reasons. One, you can, if you go to your herbalist, you get raw, like astragalus herb, like it looks like a bark. And you can put the bark in your soups because it'll help your immune system. Um, but it actually also helps your liver too because huang in Chinese means yellow um, when that actually has an affinity to um, the liver. But the other thing is, is that for dogs, dogs can actually snack on astragalus like, you know, if you give it to them as a treat, it helps to strengthen their immunity. So it's oh. kind of, I like, I like it for, just for several reasons. So yeah, I probably would say astragalus would be my favorite. Fascinating. Cool. Yeah. Um, what is the best thing you've eaten in, say, like the last week? The best thing I've eaten in the last week, I probably would have to say, I really, really dig um, my cream of mushroom soup. It's I say cream of mushroom soup in like quotation marks because it's mm -hmm. not cream. Um, it's actually a recipe in the stress detox, and it's it's I have to say so myself. It's pretty friggin' phenomenal. Yum. Um, and it's really easy to make. Like it seem, it sounds like it would be complicated, but it's so simple. And I made it even for over the holidays, and my entire family just absolutely loved it. So I probably say that just because it's around the, you know, when it's cold outside, I really crave comfort. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I could go for a cup of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite beauty ritual? Um. Favorite beauty ritual? Um, I probably would say once once I'm done washing my face, I really really love um, Cosmea. Um, it's it's rose hip. It's rose muscetta oil, um, and rose muscetta oil is just so wonderful for the face. And I'm just a huge believer in it because I did suffer from um, acne for so long. And again, you can put a bunch of stuff on your face, but if you're not cleaning up the insides, it's not really going to help. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people tend to use cream on their face. I like oils. Um, so Cosmea is really nice. And I, I'll put this Cosmea, which is the brand name, um, their rose muscetta oil on my face. And I just massage it into my face. So it always makes my face feel super, super soft. So I do like that. And um, I, I'm a huge fan of like um, making sure my teeth are like, clean <laughs> like that's a big big thing and I don't I, you know I have my own toothpaste that I make my own toothpaste I know that sounds completely crazy probably to some people um but if your if your teeth aren't in good standing number one it's going to cost you a fortune one day at the dentist and dental pain sucks yeah. but because I hate the dentist but the other thing is is that it's also really does take a toll on the rest of your body from a health perspective so um tongue scraping you know, those types of things. Yeah. I use a lot of essential oils, like Oil a lot pulling. of essential oils. Yeah. Oil pulling, even like rubbing some essential, like uh, cinnamon essential oil onto your, your floss mm -hmm. and then I've flossing with that. that. It really helps as an antibacterial for your gums. So oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's awesome. That's so good. Okay, here's this one's a little scenario for you. So okay. it's the evening. It's like 7, 8 p.m. You're starving. You just got home from a long day and you're beat what is your go-to staple thing that you can make or eat in a hurry i can make or eat in a hurry it's really really late um honestly i'm a really huge fan of um 
two things. Number one would be probably uh, parchment paper. So I always have parchment paper in my in my home, and if I've got like I always have some sort of protein in in my fridge. And usually, what I do is I'll like have a bunch of them in my freezer, but I'll always have one in my fridge. So if I'm rushing and I come home and I'm starving and I'm tired, literally, it's like you can just squeeze some lemon, some salt, some pepper and put it into some parchment paper, fold that parchment paper over and like just make sure that those sides are like crinkled under so you fold it and fasten it and just put it in the oven at like 400 for 20 minutes and it's like done and that would be the most juiciest chicken and I just serve that with like a side salad and that takes me less than like half an hour to make. That's amazing. That's such a great tip. That or even like um, a little charcuterie plate like we're really big in my home about uh, small bites and picking. So, Me too. you know, we'll have like a bowl of hard boiled eggs in the fridge and, um, you know, we'll slice some of those up and put that on a plate. We'll put some roasted red peppers on the plate. Like we've always got these small little knickknacks, olives, um, you know, uh, walnuts, those things like that. And we just have like a whole array of them, avocado, like, and then we just sit there and we pick. Sometimes I even like, I'll, you know, fry up, not fry up, but saute some um, cauliflower as well with some spices, roast it, whatever. And I find that that's really, really satisfying as well. And it's nice because you're, you know, you're, you're sharing with your, with yeah. your love. That sounds fun. I want to come over and have that party with you. <laughs> and so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What's your staple breakfast? What's something you like to eat in the morning? Okay, so here's the thing. I actually am not a huge breakfast person, and I know this kind of goes against everything that nutritionists will say. Um, my digestive system is pretty, like, I mean, I poop like a champ, uh, TMI <laughs> probably, but like, <clears throat> never. Token, it's I have to eat small meals throughout the day. Otherwise, if I eat like three square meals, then I end up feeling actually quite tired because um, my digestive system can only handle so much. So in the morning when I have that latte, I actually put quite a bit in it. So I'll put even like um, Great Lakes gelatin in it. Um, and in one tablespoon of that stuff, there's 11 grams of protein. Nice. And I'll put like a little bit of fiber in there, like a, a water-soluble fiber. So it like kind of mixes clear. And that's what I'll have. And then probably about, I don't know, an hour, two hours later or so, I know that I'm getting hungry. And then I'll probably eat something small, like small leftovers in the fridge. So I don't really sit down and have like a grain bowl like today I actually had like a smoothie like an hour later I had that and I um here in Canada we've got my favorite um hemp protein powder is from Manitoba Harvest um just really great ethical company um they have hemp protein tends to taste really gritty but they have one called hemp pro 70 and it like is it's so creamy and I just for me I'm like it's the best hemp protein I've tasted so I'll have that maybe once in a while. But in the wintertime, I don't really crave smoothies just because of the fact that it's so damn cold outside. Mm -hmm. The thing I do is have a smoothie. If I have a smoothie, I'll put warming spices like cinnamon or ginger or something in it. But um, yeah, outside of that, I, like, I, I, I'm not a huge breakfast person. So it's just like small meals throughout the day. I feel you. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I yeah, like just, that. Man, I don't feel like having anything right now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so if you could have a superhero power for a day, what would it be? I'd be invisible. Mm, nice. I like I my partner asked me it's like what would be your superhero power? I'm like I'd be invisible. <laughs> I just think that that'd be so cool. I'm, it would be really cool. I'm scared shitless of flying, so I don't think I'd want to fly. Um, 
but I think being invisible would be really cool. I mean, it could be kind of scary too because you might hear stuff you don't want to hear. But that's true. Um, being invisible, I think, would be pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it would be real cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. Oh my goodness, what would be my favorite movie? I have so many that I love. Um, I really love Midnight Midnight in Paris. Oh, it's so good. It makes me want to I, watch it now. I have so many different – there's so many movies that I love. Like I love Shawshank Redemption. I like dark, twisty kind of movies like mm-hmm. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, so good. You know, that's really dark and twisty though, so you've really got to be in the mood for that. Yeah, it's not um, one you want to watch again Baraka, and again like the other no. one. Uh, Baraka is amazing. It's just like a beautiful documentary that was shot in like 24 different countries. And the second you watch it, you're just going to be like, I just want to travel. Like you'll get the travel oh, bug cool. instantly. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't seen Baraka, Baraka is like phenomenal. Cool. But um, yeah, Midnight in Paris, I just think it's just sweet and adorable. So and good. Awesome and fantastical and all that. So I don't think I've seen it since the theater, so I'm going to need to watch it again. But It's so good. Yeah, I love Woody Allen. It's so good. Yeah. Um, favorite book? Uh, whew, favorite book? Uh, it would be a tie between, I don't know, I probably would have to say it'd probably be Time Traveler's Wife. I love Time Traveler's Wife. Like that book, uh, it's a brick of a book, but I I remember I read it when I was in advertising and I, I honestly, I couldn't put it down. Like I read that thing in a week and really? it's a huge book and I just, I, I couldn't put it down. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It's a love story. And it's mm-hmm. funny because when I, my boss had told me about it, I'm like, eh, I'm not really into love stories. And she's like, trust me, you'll love this. And I just started reading it and I was addicted. Like it's one of those books that when when it's done, like, I cried because I didn't want the book to end. Yeah, those are the best kind of books. There's few books I've ever felt that way. So if you haven't read Time Traveler's Wife, the, the movie sucked. I was just going to ask you. Oh, really? the movie sucked balls. It was oh, so brutal. I'm like, it was bad. so awful because the book had so much more depth. Um, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I haven't seen Gone Girl yet. I read the book. Um, I'd be curious to see how the movie is, but... Like, if you've seen the movie for Time Traveler's Wife and thinks it sucks, please put that aside. Read the book. Trust me, you will fall in love. Interesting. Good to know. I got, yeah. yeah, I got to try it. Um, <laughs> favorite song? Um, okay, my theme song is uh, Got to Give It Up for Marvin Gaye because it's so damn happy. So it's like this really cool, funky, like Motown song. That when you put it on, it's like the first part of like the, the song is like everyone sounds like they're at a party. And then the beat kicks in, and you just feel like you can make an entrance into a room Ooh, with that. Ooh, I'm gonna listen to it and dance after this. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the it's the best. So like you know, yeah, I would have to say Marvin Gaye's uh, "Got to Give It Up" is like love probably it. one of my is is my theme song. I think everyone needs to have a theme song. That's mine. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. That's how I should phrase this question. What's your theme song? That's what, what would I'm be your do theme from song? Yeah, good, good call. <laughs> Noted. Um, okay, so last question, final question. As you know, the name of my podcast and my blog is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, Melissa, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you? Hmm. A wellness wonderland would – a wellness wonderland literally I, – honestly, I think it would be the life that I'm living right now. Um, I don't think that like – and I think that that's attainable for anybody. I really do. Um, I think that, you know, if it's really about being – accepting yourself really truly accepting yourself being as authentic as possible it doesn't mean that you're settling 
Right. Accepting doesn't mean you're settling. It just means that like, you know, hey, I'm 36. I'm never going to be 120 pounds again. You know, right now I'm between 135 and 140 and that fluctuates throughout the month. I'm always going to have boobs. I'm always going to have a butt. I'm Latin, right? Like that's just kind of how my body is shaped. When I, when I gain weight, that's where it goes and that's okay. So there's a level of acceptance there. And, you know, having that routine and always having self-care. So, you know, it's, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. I think a wellness wonderland really is the state of acceptance, making sure that you always try to take care of yourself, always. And that, like I said, it doesn't, it's not just about food. It's not just about supplements. It's about get on your mat, you know, take time to meditate, go to sleep. Like if you are angry and you can't shake it because you're so pissed off and that, that, that energy is just vibrating in your body and you're like, oh, I just want it to go. The best thing you can do if you don't feel like working out, if you don't feel like going for a walk, pull out your computer or pull out your notepad and write it out. It doesn't mean that you have to send it to anybody. You could delete it. You could grab that paper and crush it and you know put it in the garbage. But move that energy and you will end up feeling so much better because the worst thing that we do, especially as women, is we tend to suppress those emotions. <laughs> and that isn't a wonderland. A wonderland is when you really help to move things through on all aspects and all fronts. And I think that really is where I'm at right now. So I, I'm pretty content. I love that answer. And it's so interesting that that you said that because the the name of my book and coming out in, in 2016 is it's all about journaling. It's it's short journal prompts and it's called Let It Out. So the yeah. way that you just explained that is is so perfect. And everything you shared today was just so amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. My pleasure. I didn't even want this interview to end. It's like a good book. I know. It's like Time Traveler's <laughs> Wife. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So that's the show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I know you don't usually hear from me again after the show, but really quick, I just wanted to ask you guys for iTunes reviews. And I usually do that in the intro, but I forgot. But it's so important. And if you find any value in even just this episode, if you're new or if you've been listening for a while, it would be so cool of you if you could go over to iTunes on your computer, launch the application, leave an iTunes review. It helps me out a ton. And it, if I can get more reviews, I'll be able to produce the show more frequently and it will be able to come out hopefully someday every week again. So leave an iTunes review if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much. It means the world to me and I am so grateful. So if you're confused about how to do it, it's super easy. It'll take you two minutes tops. Um, but just send me an email, katydalebout at gmail.com. Um, my email's on the website and I can walk you through it. I'll make you a tutorial. But thank you so much for everything and thank you for listening. Leaving those reviews helps me out so much and have an amazing week until I hear from you again. Bye. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.